0: You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by STS Steel Targets, premium shooting targets and accessories. And now, over to your hosts.
1: Oh, hello, and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty, and this is episode number 81. I think, if I've got that right,
0: yeah, that's exactly what it is.
1: If not, we'll just make it 81. Gentlemen, uh, we've got Greg and Andrew in the room. How are you guys?
0: Yeah, good, good. Good, good. Yeah, so good. Actually, for
1: just just for new listeners of the show, um, perhaps to clarify the, the the voices you hear, Andrew.
0: That's me. Yep. yep. And
1: the other one. Hello there.
0: That's Greg. <laughs> Greg with the golden tonsils.
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. The man with the golden tonsils. Um, Greg, speaking of golden tonsils, how is Hunting HQ going? Uh, uh yeah,
2: really good having a, having a ball. Just talking about hunting and uh, you know camping gear in general. Um, yeah, I guess we just do what we do uh, in terms of the you know Simo and and uh, the the Rum Baron. Um, mm-hmm. So we just we just uh, we're we're pretty keen hunters and get out quite a bit. So it's uh, you know it's nice to talk about the hunting side of things. Um, yeah, um, and and leave the shooting side of things on this one. So uh, yeah now we're having a ball and um yeah it's come along really
1: well. Yeah, nicely done. Speaking of podcasts, I don't know if I've told you gentlemen. Uh I'm starting another podcast. Uh I'm actually starting two, maybe. Um just Why <laughs> stop at one. So Why stop at yeah, one? Um but anyway, the other the other one the first one that's gonna probably make its way out is not uh not quite yet up, but is not really shooting related either. It is yeah, that's cool. generally other stuff, although shooting will certainly play a role because I don't do really much else outside of shooting. <laughs> so uh, the guy I'm chatting with is uh, Dave, who is uh, from Beretta, who's been on this podcast uh, a couple of times now, and we shot uh, the Victorian comp together. We worked out we, are, we like similar music and we like to drink beer, so we've done a beer, music, guns, Simpsons, a uh, bunch of other stuff on that podcast so anyway we'll put some news out about that we're still deciding on a name at present uh the current working title is two beers one chat oh, yes. which may be a slight reference to something else um not worth mentioning but those who know will know um and we'll leave, <laughs> leave it at that definitely don't google it <laughs> i'm gonna google that one <laughs> <laughs> let's get the words right but anyway the phrases
0: is the, the right idea
1: very good, and, and how have your couple of weeks been, gentlemen?
0: Yeah, hot.
1: have been, haven't they? Yeah. Very Well, hot.
0: except today when it was cold and raining, but yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. Still managed to retain some warmth, though. It's been quite humid. Mm. It mm. has been, but... Um, yeah, yesterday was 43, and today's about 25. Yeah, yeah. thereabouts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bit of a jolt.
0: So, yeah, no, we haven't done any more shooting since our last recording, but um, mm. I've certainly thought about shooting a lot. <laughs> don't think about it right now but but no um it's been interesting sort of watching the the uh sort of new releases from shot i guess um yeah hasn't checking, that been a talking point yeah i mean it's oh, the same every year it's when everyone releases all their good gear so of course but um yeah just uh work work and more work basically That's
1: right. Greg, you been getting out after anything? No, actually, I've been really
2: quiet. I I stuffed me back up. So Ah, I've been doing the old 85-year-old shuffle (laughs) around the house the last uh, sort of week and a half. So that's slowed me down considerably. Yeah. um, But I'm pretty mad keen to get out in the near future. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, missing wandering through the hills in the evenings. Nice. uh, Hopefully this weekend if I'm
1: back to normal. That's the plan anyway. Beautiful. Well, we will get into a bit of Shot stuff, no doubt. Uh, but before we do, a couple of things to let our listeners know about. G'day to our patrons who are watching on uh, Patreon on the live stream. Greg's nearly got his thumb yeah, into I've, that.
2: I need longer <laughs> arms. There it is.
1: <laughs> So, uh, of course, always special mention to our patrons who uh, go out of their way to support the show. Uh, and if you guys listening are that way inclined, uh, you don't have to be. We'll still put the show on. Maybe you do not not in a position to do that. Maybe you don't like us enough, which is totally fair enough. It really uh, helps a lot with the show. And you will hopefully shortly start noticing some improvements with some stuff around the show. So really appreciate those guys. And we do, when we can, live stream the show out to them as well. Which is good we have a giveaway to do but prior to that also want to let those listeners know that podcast is not always the best format for people to watch and listen to stuff and for those who're not familiar with podcasting well one you won't be listening to this i suspect or they might be listening to it on our website we're going to start a youtube channel and we're going to put all our podcasts up there Um, really in a podcast format. They'll have some sort of visual that you can stare at for an hour. Um, Probably not recommended, but there will be something there to be able to sort of, you know, put your eyes on.
0: Semi-shooting related normally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Probably. And that will actually start from the beginning. So we'll start uploading from episode one through to 81 eventually. So that'll take quite a bit of time because to make videos for each one of them being about an hour long is going to take a little bit but uh, over the next you know six months or so we should catch up with the the podcast uh, with the videos of the podcast as well so those who those who are listening or if you know some people who really aren't in the podcast side of things chances are they know about youtube and they can find us on there as well which will be good. I've got another YouTube thing to talk about in a moment. But before we do that, we do have something to give away. Our STS uh, sponsors have given us a couple of targets. I can't tell you what those targets are. I should go grab them. They're right there.
0: I would presume they're still targets.
1: Yeah, you spot on, mate. Do you yeah. want to let people know about STS targets, though? No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I could probably jump in there. I know uh, Sean sort of he, – he basically uh, laser cuts um, uh, still targets for long-range shooting. Um, he does them in a whole series of sizes, usually about 2 MOA at each given distance. He also does some sizes for, you know, more metric for the mill mill fanboys. Um, but, yeah, basically he caters for all types of shooting. Uh, he also has a lot of animal targets, so it just give your range a bit of character. Um so, yeah, I'd, I'd suggest jump on his side. He also does custom jobs as well. So, if you have a specific need, if you're a club.
1: He loves
2: custom jobs. He loves them. He, he constantly <laughs> tells us, doesn't he? Always so? wanting more. Yeah. So, feel free. Um, but, yeah, so he's got a pretty you good site. You want an igloo there. or you want,
1: like, half a mountain or anything. He'll yeah, do it. A zombie.
2: Zombies. He'll, he'll do it. Lots of zombies. Um yeah, so check out his side. He's he's got everything the uh the, the long range shooter or even just the standard shooter needs to do um you know, some good practice, good
1: quality practice. So we've been given two targets. What size do you reckon they are,
0: Andrew? About Oh uh, two hundred mil maybe.
1: Yeah, probably a two hundred and a one fifty mil? Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna give these away. We're going to give that 200 ml away to one of our Patreons, one of our Australian resident Patreons. Uh, so we can't ship these overseas. We can't afford to, they're too heavy. But uh, if you are in Australia and you uh, support her on Patreon, we're going to randomly give it out to someone on Patreon. So if you're thinking about joining up on Patreon, that might be a really good time to do it.
2: Chances are pretty good for a win.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've got a few supporters, which certainly appreciate, but the, uh, the, compared to what we're about to announce for the other one, uh, you've got a pretty good chance to win. What are we going to do for the other one, Greg or Andrew?
0: Well, I think Greg came up with the idea, so I'll That's let him fair. unveil it.
1: Yeah, I was thinking
2: maybe, uh, Rusty, you could put a picture up, some sort of almost comical shooting-related picture, and just get uh, the listeners to, to put a meme on it. Right. So meme it up basically. Meme it um, up. And I reckon the one that cracks us up as, the oh, as uh, a podcast team the most. Okay.
1: Yep. Good. Uh gets the win. What about we do this, so maybe I'll 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 grab a couple of different images so guys can choose their meme mm-hmm. and we will chuck them up on on Facebook and you guys can throw some words on them. We might even have a crack ourselves, although we won't be eligible to win the prizes. Yep. Because we oh, we I know well, because we crack ourselves up the most. That's yeah, why yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be sort of a given.
2: We're pretty funny. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, you're right. But and, um, and judged on on belly laughs. Well, what I think we'll do is is make sure we don't look at them prior. So so put them up on Facebook or message them to us on Facebook or email them through or anything like that. Whatever method you can get to them, mm. and we won't look at them in detail until the show and on the right. not the next show but probably the one after we, so we'll give you a little bit of time to get these ones done and we'll put some links up that you can follow to you know where you can put your memes and all that sort of gear but we will put them up and then we will reveal them on the show and see how much we laugh or don't sounds like a plan yeah I saw the, can we can we do like a, a booby prize for the worst one
0: <laughs> yeah they get something with Greg's signature yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was about to say so on brew mug <laughs> maybe a brew monk if it's really bad. Uh otherwise we'll find we'll find something. We'll find something. We've got a prize cupboard we don't have a prize cupboard. I just wanted to say that. This is post-it a, post <laughs> it note with signature. We will send you a post-it note with Greg's signature. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Greg's signature is actually worth a lot more than we're giving it credit for. Because it's got access to a lot of money in bank accounts. <laughs> yeah, correct. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh it could be well worthwhile. Um yeah. So anyway, the uh we were gonna give those a couple away, so stay tuned for them. Um oh we've already got people from Patreon trying to uh weasel their way into it. Well done, Tom. Appreciate the support. Uh you could well be played. well, well played. played, absolutely. So uh yeah, we're gonna give these out over the next few uh few weeks and we will yeah, get ready to uh, meme it up. Sounds good. Always well, good to get a laugh. Wonderful. All right. So, a little cryptic message to those uh, who live in Victoria. Uh, I'm going to be over there for the Wild Deer Expo at the beginning of March, which is in Myrtleford uh, on the 3rd and 4th of March. Now, chances are uh, I've got a new project going and... Uh, I need to catch up with some people who have some guns, preferably a long-range type gun, and who are happy to talk about their gun while being filmed. Now, they don't necessarily have to show their face, uh, but they do need to talk about it, a little bit of an interview type thing with their gun and know the details and tell us all about their gun. That would be excellent. So if you are in probably Melbourne or between Myrtleford, Melbourne, Castlemaine... Bendigo uh possibly out to sail anywhere in that area and you can make some time available between the 5th and 10th of march please drop me a message and uh, we will be looking to film some stuff there for a new project so i'm sure i'll bring everyone up to speed on what it is as soon as we launch but just a heads up for those of us in victoria um if you want to get Uh, If you were happy to put your gun, um, get some footage of your gun and a little bit of information about it, that would be really, really good.
0: It was so secret, we didn't even know about it. You're
1: right, I just dropped that on you there, I might tell you about it later. I've only told one person about it so far, and that was me.
0: Mm. So that's two people then.
1: (laughs) Yeah, how does that work?
0: Anyway. Tangent tangent theta speaking of scopes shot show has been and gone yeah no it uh obviously has wrapped up i think a day or two ago um
1: yeah well friday us time we are what, monday now so yeah. a couple of those
0: yeah so uh it's sort of interesting now to see when the new releases will actually filter their way through here so could be a while what, what did you what did you see what was your favorite andrew uh, actually well, i
1: reckon i know what your favorite's gonna be but anyway we'll see
0: yeah, well, it's a big, you know, big, big uh, surprise, I guess. But no, finally, we could uh, actually sort of see the zero compromise optics scopes, which was, mm. um, you know, a friend of mine is the owner of the company, and I sort of haven't been able to talk about it for a long time. So finally, I can talk about it. Bonus. Um, yeah, but they're finally released uh, publicly, and mm. they got two two models out, which uh, both look really good. There's a a four to twenty and a five to twenty seven. Um, scope, very much aimed at the top end of the market. Um, yeah, look very nice. Yeah, so it'll be a while I think before we see them here, but uh, okay. Yeah, I think you know they're just it's a. I wouldn't wouldn't say a niche market, but it's a it's a small and growing yeah, it's a top market. end. Yeah, top you know they're, they're hand built. There's no mass assembly line on these things, um, so obviously they will filter through slowly. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, hopefully we can see a couple in our hands, you know, in the next sort of few months would be good. Mm. And uh, and hopefully not too far from then will be when we, uh, you know, see them up for, for sale. So, yeah, that was probably Very for good. me the Well, mm. it's good to the have a on player
2: mm. uh, on the scene. Yeah,
0: I mean, the, you know, the guys behind the company are, are not new to the optics yep. field. But, um, you know, everybody's got significant experience in the at the top end. So, yep. Um, yes, it's a new company, but, uh, you know, they're not coming in blind. They're, yeah. they're very experienced guys, so um, I, I'm pretty confident that we're going to see, you know, the top end of the market in these yeah, scopes. so it hmm, should be good. Yeah. Greg, did you
1: see anything
2: No, nah, look, I've I got to admit, I, I had a quick scan through. I saw some, like, mags and stuff like that and high uh, yep. AR stuff, AR-15 stuff, which is obviously not really in play. Um, but I didn't really see anything that jumped out at me, so mm-hmm, I'm, yep. I'm sort of more uh, keen to hear what you blokes have to say. Unfortunately,
1: okay. Um,
2: I was hoping for some gadgetry, like
1: right, uh, the, a, there you is. know, a
2: new rangefinder, or you know, something along those lines, or any sort of release in the in the in the gadgetry side of things. Well, I did.
0: But I did see there was a new rangefinder that uh, I think it was Leica. I've oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, binos um, to three thousand. Yards, I believe they said, three thousand yards. Yeah, wow, yards. nice. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to think what the price would be, but um, <laughs> yeah, because the biker,
2: they, they tend to actually be badco money, really reach the distance yeah. they claim on the box. I oh, know that's my experience with the sixteen hundred. I was actually tapping mm.
0: sixteen hundred. Yeah, and I would imagine you know the optics on these things would be fantastic as well. So yeah, but uh, you know you get what you pay for. Mm. I did see is it Athlon released the new model. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, other than that, I can't tell you offhand the details of it. We
1: did get asked uh, when we were going to be reviewing the Athlon models. So and I any said, the
0: Athlon when, <laughs> when, distributors when, out there?
1: Yeah, well, I said, when, when we get our hands on one, that'd be, <laughs> mm. <laughs> that'd be great. And uh, yeah. So, anyway, we'll, we'll see. You'll see. I've had a limited experience with Athlon. Have you ever used one, Andrew? No, I haven't. No. Craig? No. No had no. minor but not with the not with the nicer stuff only with the sort of cheaper stuff and yeah the the one that i remember particularly did did show that it was cheaper um yeah unfortunately but haven't played with the nicer gear
0: yeah i mean i i don't know but i would imagine the you know the cheaper lines and the and the top end lines are really not related other than the nah, fact they've got yeah. the same name on them they wouldn't be produced in the same facility or anything like that i wouldn't think wouldn't think so uh, no plot on but um i mean no there was a lot of Interesting stuff there, um, you know, for me, obviously, the Lithgo and uh, not Lithgo, sorry, the Tika, um, 22. Oh, produced. yeah, and, um, and you're going to get one of them, aren't you? I have pre ordered it a few weeks ago, actually, <laughs> <laughs> nicely um, done so, when they were leaked, yeah, yep. as soon as the leak arrived. Mm. So that'll be nice. Um, what else was there? I mean, not that it was released at Shot Show, but KRG have got their new The Bravo, Bravo. Yeah, yeah, looks really yeah. nice. Looking so.
1: through that. Obviously, the Sierra line that we talked about in the uh, previous show, uh, which is the high BC stuff, that was all sort of, you know, not released but put out forward. There, I mean, there was, there was just so much stuff, and we look, yeah. we we tried to forward on as many things on our Facebook as we could that were relevant. Uh, sure, there was lots more that we didn't uh, that we didn't know about. But
0: what well, is even Burger? The the new Burger releases the oh, yeah, Extreme Burger. Out of Limits. <laughs> projectiles I mean there's some pretty impressive numbers there
1: yeah absolutely and then uh, they are doing they're doing factory ammo as well now
0: yeah they are in yep. uh, Lapua Brass obviously the yeah I think there's, they're all under the same banner now yeah so they're owned by that yeah that you'd ammo. imagine to be pretty top end price and performance wise
1: mm, absolutely there was the new Greybow stock the Ridgeback yep which looked pretty impressive and uh, particularly for the price point it sort of sits at
0: yeah, it. I was originally said so before they released any information other than a few CAD drawings of it. I I thought it might be in the same price point as the KRG Bravo, but it's not. It's you know, substantially more expensive, but still not at the top end price wise. So okay, um, yep, you know, it'd be substantially cheaper than a uh, Macmillan A five or a, a spec mm. up manners or anything like that. So
1: and how uh launch their. Bravo, Howard Bravo, which is a Howard and a Bravo stock chassis. Is that a chassis or a stock?
0: It's a bit of both, I guess. Bit of chalk, or go on, try and say sock. This is a
1: shock. It's a shock to the system. Uh, But no,
0: I mean it's a pretty. It's obviously it's a budget um, setup in that they've kept the cost as low as they can, and it is Mm. pretty low. But you know, there's a, a CNC machine. Um, aluminium b- uh, core basically which is where everything mounts up to and then you know, you got your, your plastic exterior so I think it'll it'll do a very good job Here's
1: the burger ones 245 grain uh, in the 30 cal mm-hmm. a 156 grain 6.5 probably some other stuff I can't see it
0: I think it's a 329 grain 338 or something like that
1: 329 338 yeah. and a 184 7 mil. What have you got there, Greg? Oh, he's Greg? Found he's, he's found some from <laughs> some gadgetry. Yeah, very nice. Um, MPA re- released or the just just prior released a couple of bits and pieces of, on their uh, on their uh, BA uh, chassis. They've got the barricade rotating barricade stop, and they also talked about a hybrid chassis as well. It's good to see the Lithgo one hundred and five was represented there and, and favoured quite positively. That's always good.
0: Some of the, ma- the new Manners offerings would were, were look good. Um, Tika stuff, Tika chassis. Like yeah. The, the mini chassis. So, um, and interestingly, the, the new Tika Rimfire is the same footprint as their Fire, the T3s and T3X. So,
1: Yeah, that's cool. The the other thing on the Manners that I saw on display there is the Arca Rail. The Area 419 Arca Rail, which i Definitely keen on, really keen on. So, yeah. Anyway, but we've been waiting for some sort of solution for an ARCA rail for a Manus, and here we are. Here we are. But that that ticker being in the same footprint as the centerfire off was a really good, really good up.
0: Yeah, it yeah. certainly opened up the uh, you know, the options for aftermarket stocks, without anybody having to do anything really. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really nice. I um. I'm really tempted.
1: If I ran a tiger and a I definitely would be getting one. But
0: you run a lithgo mainly with your twenty two, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, lithgo and a cz, and probably probably the lithgo more now. So yeah, Greg's delving into uh, into uh, whatever sure else I- he can find.
0: Well, I believe there was a, a substantial amount of. Gadgets. Yeah, yeah thermal-related stuff.
2: Yeah, and some mixed... I know, it's probably not going to get out of the US, but there's some mixed thermal IR combined. Oh, mm. wow.
0: Mm. Very so, nice. Well, don't you own ITAR, Greg?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am international trade of arms. No, no. Um, now ATM have released the Thor 4 Thermal Scope That way series. is, so Rich. So, so that'll, that'll be interesting. Okay. Um yeah, I don't know much about them at all, but yeah, send one to the show. I'd love to dribble all over <laughs> it. Um, Night Optics have also released a thermal, so okay. I've no idea of the features or um, you know the quality of these these releases, but um, you know, obviously more. But so they have been released. No, they no. have been released, and it looks like they have a, a variety of different like resolutions and sensor resolutions, and uh, so they, they are ranges, if you like um yep so night optics have got one atn have released one and there was one more here somewhere yeah new fleur thermosite pro models so they've got a range released as well okay and they've got a bloody massive objective lens on them jesus but um <laughs> so,
1: yeah. We we will have some further follow-up on shot uh, with some people who were there. So look out for those episodes coming up soon. A bit of a rundown on all the precision rifle relevant stuff, which will be good. Anything else that stood out yeah, for I'm, you, I'm trying, Andrew? I'm trying to spin uh-huh.
2: through for a um, any sort of rangefinder re- um, releases. But There's just... No luck so far.
0: Yeah, I didn't... I mean, there was that uh, you know oh. the Leica binos, but other than that, I, nothing grabbed my attention. There's an update to Geo Ballistics...
1: That will let it hook into a Kestrel with Link.
0: Okay. So, okay.
1: which is kind of good to see that cross-platform sort of gear. Yeah. Uh, there as well. So, that's that's kind of cool to see. Did uh, you guys mention uh, Vortex,
2: Optics Strike Eagle, scope range?
1: No, it didn't. No. You're
2: talking uh, talks about a pair of new scope.
1: Because
2: uh, they, d- they did have one for
0: each eye. It's Jeez. called binoculars. Right. <laughs> I'm learning, Andrew. Yeah, I'll bear with you.
2: 3 to 18 by 44 and 4 to 24 by 50.
0: Because I think the the Strike Eagle, they did have, it was a compact model, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah. It was the first one. I reckon that was released maybe a year ago. And I think it it wasn't at the bottom end of the budget market, but it wasn't, uh, it was designed to be, I think, attainable to people other than Greg. (laughs) The Um, average man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> I like the dis- disgust
1: he said <laughs> with that. The average man, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
0: it's got so no yeah, it's, interest. So, I mean, he did actually stop on it on his phone when he was flicking, though. So <laughs> give us <him> some <laughs> credit. Is he
1: flicking? He's uh, he is flicking in the corner there. Uh, yeah, four to twenty-four by fifty in the strike eagle. Uh, relatively cheap price. Okay. Well, we will have to find out. A little bit more about that. Hopefully some of the guys who are at the show can shed some lights on it.
0: Yeah, well, I think uh, Nick from Ignition Custom is still there, so I think he had a good look at yep. a number of optics over there. So Yeah, yeah. Chat to him when he gets back.
1: Now we've got a couple of guys lined up, which should be really, really good. Uh, speaking of... Whatever it was we, oh, The Geo Ballistics thing I listened I found that piece of information out Actually from Precision for Media Podcast With Kirk uh, Chatted with the guys from Geo With one of the blokes From Geo Ballistics uh, So if you haven't heard that show That is good uh, A really good show uh, About where Geo Ballistics Came from In fact Greg I'm going to recommend You listen to that episode Okay Because it's Have you listened to it? Which one was it again? <laughs> have you been listening to anything the last 10 hours? No. No, good. No, I just slightly missed the name you mentioned. So that. I reckon probably, Greg, if you can listen to this episode we're recording now, <laughs> and then also <laughs> <laughs> the episode from Precision Rifle Media about ballistics. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I think uh, yeah, where they sort of originally came from in terms of what they were set up for, I think actually you'd, you'd be really interested in some of their yeah, okay. options yep. in their software. No so, worries, we'll do. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Cool. Well, we put it to our Patreon supporters uh, a few different options for the show's topic tonight. Are we ready to move into the, the the main sort of chat, or is there anything else, any other business, as they say? I think we're good. Mm. Yeah, but what about the uh, what about the topics?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we're good for that too. Okay,
1: good. Just just checking. Uh, yeah, I reckon that's about it. The the topic that they selected for us to chat about tonight is radical choices.
0: For what? Shooting. What type? shooting?
1: Uh, yeah. Guns. <laughs> Andrew always asking questions. <laughs> the tough questions. Yeah, <laughs> asking I'm the tough questions. I'm a thinker.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but it's a fair question. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You know, are we talking shooting a twenty two handgun, or mm. are we talking about shooting a fifty BMG rifle? Well, generally
1: speaking, I I think the Indication is in the name of the podcast being the Precision Shooting Podcast. So probably stuff for precision. No, I'm just making this up. Um, Whatever, whatever. Does it vary? That's really probably a good question to ask is, uh, and I'm guessing what we can take from your comment there is that reticles will really come down to what you're doing with it, and then also a, a decent amount of personal preference as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Perhaps we go through a couple of different styles of reticle, which is really easy to do in a non-visual medium. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't thought this through, have we? Good. Not at all. So standard reticle that's been around for a long time would be a duplex, I suspect, would be pro- most common. I, I started on a duplex reticle. Yeah, don't know about it's, you been, guys? it's
0: probably the most common still, really. Mm. You took the average rifle, mm. if you like, it's probably a fairly common choice.
1: And that's effectively a line up and a line across. And they meet in the middle and they become crosshairs. And that's about it. And you'll get variants on that. You'll get ones that are thicker for a part and then go down to a thinner line where they actually cross over and ones that are thin for half of it and ones that are thin all the way to the top and don't have that thicker part at the top, but everything else is slightly thicker. Uh, Anyway, there's, there's huge amounts of variations. Do you guys run any... Duplex reticles. Oh, gee, I did for quite a few years,
2: yeah. like in my younger years, because that's pretty much all there was back in the the gold crown and the silver crown days, or the old Tesco's and stuff like that. Which you know, that that's going back, but not anymore. I don't. Oh no, sorry, I'm a 22. I do. You do. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to
0: think. I I think I've even gone with a with a BDC like type reticle even for for my air rifles even.
1: Well, mm. explain that one for us then. A BDC reticle.
0: Well, I guess it's effectively a simple radical i guess a a variant of the you know the duplex type mm-hmm. with yep. several holdover points on the elevation crosshair below the center so generally speaking you know it, it would be a generic they'll be equating to you know set amounts of you know elevation i guess yep and then you'd uh you know depending on what you were putting it on. It will determine what range each of those mm. hold points equates sense. to. Yeah. Um, BDC meaning bullet drop compensator. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. again, you know, I think a lot of manufacturers do them now. Um, it it's not uh, like a lot of companies do with a, you know, with with an intention of having okay, this is a six hundred yard or this is a thousand yard reticle, mm. um, which is great if your ballistics happen to match up perfectly with the yeah with the calibration on the reticle, but if it doesn't, it's sort of a little bit less useful. There's probably a couple of
1: different BDC type reticles. There's, I sort of think there's two levels of them. There's ones which just give you a couple of sort of sporadic hold points down from the centre, perhaps up as well. And then there's ones that attempt to go all out and give you, you know, 200, 300. And they might even put it on there two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever, whatever mm. distance it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, see, so I've got. Uh, you know, on an air rifle and a twenty two as well, I have, um, you know, basic BDC reticles that have they're numbered, you know, from mm-hmm. two down to like six, and you could say nominally they're 200 yards through to 600 yards, but not for the air rifle. Probably not really for a lot of things, um, but <laughs> I don't utilize it for that. Or what I've done is I've just I've shot out to the, the the maximum range that that reticle will allow me to hold on, and just recorded. So okay, on line two it's sixty-five meters. On line three it's seventy-five. So on, so on.
2: You know, there's a um, for air rifle and twenty-two LR. There's there's an app called Chair Gun that'll calculate those points for you based on you know. Okay. Yeah, you can actually choose one of those. Most of those sorts of uh, reticules are on
0: there. Yeah. Shooting is more fun though.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's an excuse to (laughs) shoot more. It's good. And so from from there, I guess the other popular one that has been around a long time is the mill dot reticle, Mm -hmm. uh, which is effectively, it has mill dots along it and dots in there that are spaced every mill, above and below and left and right the whole way around. And that, I'm happy to be wrong about this, but I sort of think that that mill dot reticle is really where a lot of our current style reticles started from.
0: Yeah, I think it it's probably, I mean, if you've got a typical mill dot reticle, as you said, full full mills, hmm. um, and prior to the rangefinders becoming what they are, you know, the military in particular, I guess, would have probably been the earlier users of the system were mm. using the reticle yeah. to actually calculate distance, and again, it's it's an approximation more than hmm. exactly, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fairly coarse reticle, the mill dot, in that If you've got nothing other than full mill hold points, particularly for wind, I guess, Mm. it can be, um, you know, you'll find yourself holding between points. Mm. So I guess it's still a usable reticle, but I I don't imagine it would be a big seller. Not so commonplace now, is it? Yeah.
2: No, it was big in military training right back to Vietnam, wasn't it? Vietnam era snipers were all... You know that was that was the yeah the look, method and
0: and from a as a stepping up from a, base, a basic duplex reticle mm. it's it was good yeah but, uh, I know with
2: with with a lot of the mill dot ones too like there's a little bit more detail when you when you look at it like the dots are like I don't quote me because I don't have it in front of me but the the mill ones yeah between center dot to center dot was one mill and then between the 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 circumference of the circle was like point two or something. And then if you went from, you know, the top of the circle to the bottom mm. of the... You know, so you could actually... It actually had lots of little measurements hidden in... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think the the, the, the very basic... The first mill dots, reticles, yeah. were, were not that... They were very basic. Yeah. But yeah, then, you know, yeah. there's companies that have, have bought out hollow dots, you know, where the actual mill dot is a very oh, tiny okay. dot in the centre with a, with a circle around it. Yeah. Um, which doesn't block out as much. It's a lot finer reticle. But again, I think, you know, like we'll go into shortly that Mm. kind of reticle is outdated effectively.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, I think you you hit on on there that
1: we started seeing variants of mil dots with hollow ones and then elongated ones and they were Mm. all sort of, and and then sort of half dots as well. We started to see hash marks and Mm. over that course of time we now come up with, I don't know what to call it, tactical reticle, I don't know, that's probably a terrible word for it, but the, the reticles that will give you a whole stack of hash marks, be the mil, MOA, Dots, lines, um, stars—I don't know—but whatever they may be, you'll, you'll get this. It'll follow the duplex line. We have all these indications of holdover marks and and such, and they can be used to mill. They can be used to hold over. They can be used for wind, all that sort of gear.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess sort of an evolution from the you know the basic mill dot reticle would be, I guess, a common term to describe it would be a Christmas tree type reticle.
1: Well, that's yeah, that's sort of the next level of it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is you have all these gaps in in this duplex design that we start holding into midair.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess you know I was thinking about this earlier today, um, you know, as a sort of a point to discuss. But yeah, if you if you're not dialing everything on your scope, if you, I mean, some people dial elevation, hold wind. Some people dial everything. Some people dial nothing and hold completely on the reticle those type of reticles where you you effectively have generally speaking you would zero at whatever range you want to zero at uh, yep. in the center of the crosshair and then from the, underneath that on the the elevation crosshair going down you've got you know effectively like the Christmas tree shape that gives you all those those hold points so you know if you don't want to dial or you don't have time to dial you can just go all right well, I need to hold you know seven mils elevation and mm. two point five wind and you can just there is actually a an aiming mark there rather than sort of holding in mid air yeah and and mm. hoping you line up on the on both right yeah.
1: vertical and, and horizontal as well, yeah, mm. and
0: then obviously most of them have you know whatever increment markings on the windage crosshair itself, the main one, so you know say if you were to dial elevation and hold wind, you can obviously hold level on your elevation and then just bring it across left or right to hold on the appropriate mark mm. so um i th- yeah, that was probably
2: mm. <coughs> I guess the other thing to mention too is. You know, the early days it was all second focal plane too, so you had to be on a fixed, uh, a, a certain zoom for that scope, and for lots uh, of them, yeah, yeah. yeah and certainly. I don't know where um, when first focal plane came on, because I'm only, I probably only had first focal plane for the last five years, I suppose. But um, that that was a bit of a game changer in terms of that information being meaningful
1: across here. Your whole zoom I just yeah. just want to get back into and we'll come back to this because it's a there's a good point there but th- There's probably another another style of um, or Probably couple of styles of reticles that we see now as well and you've got your very dedicated target reticles, And these are usually very minimal where they they they're very conscious of not covering your target so it might be a dot it might be a real line might even be a like a, a Not a dot it might be a gap in the crosshair right at the center point and so there's there's a, there's a whole stack of of those real targets, and we suspect we don't know a huge amount about them because we don't do sort of F class or Benchrest and that sort of gear. But I know they're popular, and they they certainly exist. And no doubt we'll get into the reasons why we don't use them a little bit later on. But the yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: a lot of the, like the Benchrest guys use a very basic crosshair. You know, I'll use the term duplex, but I think it's not not a true duplex in that it's a it's just a very fine line you mm. windage and elevation crosshair with usually a very fine dot, like an eighth of a minute or a sixteenth of a minute dot mm. in the middle. And that's it. Because for them, it's not so much about um, putting the projectile exactly where the, they're aiming in the target. It's Consistent. it's all about group size. Yeah, depending so as long as on, it falls yeah. within their, you know, their target area, it's all mm. about group size. So, you know, they're just, they want to minimize the amount of reticle that's covering their aiming point effectively. Yeah. Um, very different from if you're, say, setting up a PRS rifle.
1: And the other, the other reticle, the the style that I guess is pretty common is the like the close quarters combat sort of stuff, mm. the 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 circles with the dot in the middle, or the, the donut know, donuts and mm. bits and pieces. And I'll be honest, I don't know much about them because I don't do that sort of style shooting very often. But they they certainly are around, and they're very coarse, very quick, very eye catching. And that's probably, you know, it's one of their real benefits. Is they bring, they draw your eye to the dead center of it very quickly, and you can pull that up and get focused very quickly and let it shut off, um, which can be very useful. So to get back to what you were talking about with the first focal plane stuff, Greg, uh, f- from my understanding, first focal plane has been around a long time, yeah, quite a long right. time. Yeah, yeah. In more recent years, though, we've had the reticles that. Could actually be really useful in first focal plane, mm. and go back ten years or so, and probably longer. You'd have you'd have a downside of first focal plane being the reticle design was a oh, real that's challenge. That's
2: right. Yeah, there was a few challenges, wasn't there, early on? I, I've yeah. seen
0: you know some of the, the reticles say on a at a low at the low power were almost unusable. It was just tiny little you know shrinky reticle in the middle of your field of view. <laughs> and you know when you wound it up to maximum power, it was usable, but it wasn't. But well but designed.
1: Potentially, it was. It was too large. you would cover over your. Yeah. Cover over your target.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, that was the flip side. Yeah, and you know you look at say some of these, I guess for want of a better term, Christmas tree reticles. We're talking about if you were to dial your power right down, you can see the whole tree, if you like, mm. um, are still usable. You still get quite a large.
1: Um, you still get a. Yeah, like a duplex with a bit of stuff on it.
0: That's a in-depth stuff. technical terminology. I was there.
1: hoping you guys would like that. That's good. Yeah,
0: that's a uh, high tech. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Moving on. No, but I mean, I think you know the, the reticle designs, particularly of the the latest scope releases of you know the higher end scopes. Generally speaking, you can tell there's been a lot of a lot of thought and planning put into the reticle. It's mm. not just I'll whack it down and she'll be right. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, there's actually a lot of the scope manufacturers have like guides for all their different designs, and you can go and read. Like I know Bushnell do that, mm. so they have all their different reticule designs, and you can go in there and read about what all the meaningful information is across it. And yeah, yeah, you think you might have it all worked out, but there's a few extra things in there you didn't quite
1: pick. And yeah, it's mm. it's there, like you say, a lot of thought goes into them. And that's where we'll leave it for this episode. And make sure you check out our Facebook page for details on the competition as well as uh, jumping onto Patreon. Uh, It's another way to win those STS targets. And we will be back with part two next week. Cheers, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by STS Steel Targets, premium shooting targets and accessories.